Hey, this is Lovely Creatures. Somebody could put anything in front of me. A million dollars, the dream job, a family, uh, anything. I would push it all aside to get the second, third, fourth, on and on drink. Hey guys, it's Emma. We're back with Lovely Creatures. So we are now, instead of in Mio's basement, in a hotel room at an AA conference in downtown Toronto. So we have conferences in major cities all over the world. The Ontario Regional Conference is is Toronto's major conference of the year. So we're in Mio's hotel room, and uh, I'm sitting here with Drew. Hey guys, it's good to be here. It's uh, I, I really enjoy uh, broadcasting from these hotel rooms. I'm familiar with <laughs> hotel rooms. I think we're all familiar and feel very comfortable within the confines of a hotel room. So it's, it's nice, nice to, to be, be fully clothed and yeah. and to know where and we sentient. are. And I think the hotel room there's is no paid blood, for. There's no blood. There's no fluids. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I feel. I feel like we just crossed a line. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Welcome. Um, so we have Jay here. So Jay is a relatively new friend of ours, which yeah. I think leads... To, is this your first at ORC? This is my second ORC. Second okay. Second ORC. So coming in relatively, relatively new, mm-hmm. I, I've heard you have kind of a, a, a vocalized vibe of what the fuck is going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard that. What's a vocalized vibe, by the vocalized way? Vocalized vibe. I got it. I really am. It's let's when you're down. feeling okay. what the fuck, uh-huh. and you start saying things that uh-huh. imply you're wondering a what vocal- the fuck. Okay. So, like, Jay is sitting, he's very well-dressed in a very Jay's nice chair, very and he's kind of looking at me like, what the fuck? So, Jay, <laughs> so Jay, I guess the question for you is uh, share some of your vocalized vibes. My vocalized vibes. So, yeah. I think we were talking about first meetings, and uh, yeah, that's I remember the subway ride to my first meeting with my at the time neighbor, who ended up being my sponsor. And we, I had known he'd been in the program for many years, and uh, I decided eight years later that I needed to be in the program. So I gave him a little text, and I'm like, I think I need to go to a meeting with you. On the way to the meeting. We had a conversation which I didn't think needed to be in public transportation <laughs> in an open gallery such as that. How did it go? Take us back there. Quite I, frankly, I can, hear, I can hear the subway he, track he, right now. Other people started listening to the conversations because he wanted me to relate, so he started giving me some of his. I never knew what he was doing late at night, taking, taking off to places and coming back late. I just thought he was out drinking. I had no clue. And so then, you know, to open me up a little bit, he started giving me some of his stories, which were at the time uh, a little bit more uh, uh, verbose than my stories were. And uh, he had uh, told me, though, uh, anyways, he had told me that he knew right away that I needed to call him and go. And I'm like, why? And um, he's in the entertainment industry. And he said, well, we've all agreed you were the worst audience member we've ever had at one of his uh, performances. Well, apparently I was the worst audience member. How were you the worst audience? I fell asleep. I hit on the actresses. I was calling out loud. You were heckling? You're a heckler in your cups? It was a play inside the crowd. So the crowd was kind of sitting on the stage. And I decided to participate in this, uh, this event. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they all came back and agreed, yeah, who's that guy? And he 
kind of disavowed knowing me at the time. But wait a sec, the guy that twelve stepped you was an actor in a play that you were heckling at. Yes, and that's my neighbor, amazing. and that's my neighbor. Amazing. Yes, yes. That's so amazing. it all came together. So we go. As we, it always does. We, we uh, I didn't know where we were going, uh-huh. except that it was a meeting. And then the the streetcar pulls up to a church. I'm like, what are we doing here? And because uh, that was probably the third time or fourth time in my life that I had been to a church. Mm-hmm. It's not the. Uh, it's, it's not your not, go-to. It's not the religious uh, building <laughs> of my uh, gr- youth. Uh, I think I've been to a couple of friends' weddings, and uh, so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And so from visit four to visit four hundred have all been in churches as a result of AA. Uh, I remember the guy's hand I shook at the front door. I remember sitting down and having coffee in a styrofoam cup. I remember looking around, seeing a lot of different ages. It was uh, Midtown, if anyone, anyone knows what that is, on Brewer Street in downtown. Uh-huh. It was a Sunday night. It was uh, April. And uh, it was just a lot of commotion going on. Right. And I didn't understand it. And then uh, I, uh, you know, they went through the, it was a speaker meeting. So I, I, I heard the speaker. I was aghast at the at the first my first observation at these meetings and it has been since is how in the fuck are people so honest to people that they don't know mm-hmm. and and why are they so honest right and uh, Good question so uh, now I know why and were you bringing the awareness that you enjoyed drinking or drinking was a problem where were you in your relationship to alcohol at that I point in time? only went to that meeting. To I did, had no intention of stopping drinking. Okay. I only went to that meeting to stop the consequences of my actions from drinking. Ah. Uh, as a mandated, you know, not mandated, but you know, kind of like highly strongly suggested. <laughs> and what kind of what kind of consequences are we talking about? Like employment, breakdown of the job, breakdown of the primary relationship. Lo- you know, eventually, you know, not living there anymore. So a lot of different things. It wasn't really health, but everything else, money financially as well right right Right. so a lot of these things were kind of pointing to like you know alcohol is causing these things so maybe you need to do something to you know that's the that's the problem so look at that as the problem so like okay well let me go there and figure out what they're gonna do what's what's my action here i had no intention i didn't even know that actually it was an abstinence program i didn't Gotcha. I actually knew nothing about You just the thought the physical action of going would thought, somehow subdue all of these complaints that you were I'm accumulating. Being able to be in control. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, what we call spree drinker. And uh, so I'd go long periods of time, up to a year, without drinking on my own. Mm-hmm. And I guess now we look it back on it and it looks, you know, that's kind of what they talk about the dry, dry drunk. Uh, but so I always thought that I had the control. Yeah. Right. But that's just my rhythm. Just like somebody's a daily drinker's rhythm is 24 hours. Yeah. My rhythm was not that. Uh, I don't have a routine in my regular life, and that was just the routine of drinking. So that, and I did. I didn't realize I was not. I uh, two things. I didn't want to go there to stop drinking, and I didn't think I was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I essentially went there to go be with someone who had a problem, who I maybe had been down the road towards. I didn't think I was necessarily there. And other people are highly suggesting this might be a thing for you to do. Right. And what I'm hearing from you, when you showed up, it didn't seem like the most professional outfit on the planet. Yeah, I mean, I was actually more surprised at the different. Okay, so straight up, it's completely unlike the cultural mix outside of the room. So the first thing I noticed is there's a lot of white people in here. Where's all of us? And just for everyone else here, I'm a brown guy. There you go. And okay. so... I was like, where's everyone else? I don't I don't understand what everyone else is. 
Except I was like, wow, there's a lot of different ages as well in here. Right. So I'm like, this is a quite diverse age, uh, like a dem- demog- demographic study yeah. of white people. And so I'm like, that's interesting. And then, you know, that was my first meeting. Uh, I, you know, I've obviously gone to different meetings in different places, and I've seen that it's a little bit different. I'm still a little bit, to be honest, to this date, I'm still a bit, uh, you know, I wish it was a little bit more representative. Mm-hmm. If you go into bars. Right. Because Toronto is so diverse. Yeah. You're like, well, where the know. fuck I is mean, every other ethnicity? Yeah. There's no, it doesn't really, you know, bars don't really ju- judge on uh, anything else. Right. But, all the, but you know, but, and it's, it's, yeah. Anyways. That, the, so that was one of the observations. Yeah. And I mean, I was, once again, I was looking at it from a lo- logical program. Right. So I was going to break it down. And then when the, when the, the speaker spoke and the speaker was actually, Somebody I recognize, he's sort of a celebrity. He was an, uh, an actor, a uh, Canadian actor. And uh, I had seen him on TV like forever, like on CBC shows forever. I'm like, what's this, this guy? What is this? It's a celebrity uh, event or something. Celebrity AA. Canadian celebrity Oh, the best kind. I'm meet all Nobody the knows them. They're, they're yes. super anonymous yes, Canadian exactly. celebrities. <laughs> you can still fly under yeah. that radar. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry so about it. I'm surprised it. you even noticed I them. knew who he was, but okay. I didn't know his name whatsoever. No, of course not. Right? No. Like everybody else. You're not alone. Like the complete cast of Murdoch, right? That's Same thing. <laughs> So I was like, okay, this is uh, interesting. And, and, and his, so I'm lo- approaching this from a logical perspective. And he breaks it down completely emotional right. and completely relating to his experience. Right. And I had no way of associating with that. And I was like, he was an actor. So I kind of thought, is this a play or is this, is this for <laughs> real? Like, I almost didn't understand what was happening. That's awesome. It was not real. It doesn't seem real. Like I didn't, like I said, I didn't really check in until the after all the the steps and everything was was read. His story. It's a good thing you didn't heckle him. I, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, your conduct in theatrical environments is not the best. Yeah, so. that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Oh, wait a minute. I know how to behave here. <laughs> And again, I had the, I had uh, you know people around me this time. Yeah, so I, I I'd say I'd say that's probably what my first observation was. And you mentioned that so you're coming at it from a very analytical place. Yeah. You're clocking the demographics and the just from from a from a from from that part of your mind. And then you mentioned that the thing that stood out to you was you could not believe how honest this guy was being. What was it about it? It was it the type of honesty as in he's disclosing things that you normally wouldn't or was it the emotional honesty because you're saying he was ta- he was coming at it from an emotional place as opposed to so an intellectual so first of all i do, would never peg this guy of doing some of the stuff that he talked about right that's the first thing second of all i wouldn't ever see anyone who did those things tell anyone else they did those things uh so just to be i mean i would wasn't honest to myself Right. Let alone out loud, let alone to any one other person, let alone a hundred other random strangers <laughs> who happen to walk in on a Sunday night. Right, right, right. It doesn't make any sense to right. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and didn't I, see the motivation. You I didn't see the benefit no. behind it. I was it. like, why is he doing this? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand the point of this yeah, yeah. story that this gentleman <laughs> is making up. It could have been a fable to me. Right, it did right. not seem that this. That's awesome. And he seemed to have his shit together. Yeah. And uh, the guy that he was describing didn't seem to be him. What was the point of contact there? What was the point of contact? What was felt? What was thought that would have, you know, all things considered, you would have come back for or because of? Yeah. Like what brought you back? My sponsor. 
So there, if we would have left you there, you would have walked away going, that's never the strangest experience I've ever never, had. No chance. Okay. There's no chance I would have come back. Okay. Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't relate. Right. To any of it. Right. Because this guy is uh, 50 years older than me. Yeah. And he's, I, I, had, I don't understand any of his stories. He's right. 50 years older than yeah, you? He's a, he's yeah, he's quite of an older You're guy. You're looking pretty good for 22. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit older than that, but anyways. He was so, what, uh, hundred and fucking we, need, we don't need to talk about ages here, Andrew. <laughs> uh, so so I would not no, there's no chance. Okay. But then I, I went for the I went every day for well, I went for a long time, but every day for a week with him. I wouldn't have gone back, but then I went to different meetings. He took me to different meetings and uh, different uh, cultures and different places and different messages. Right. Some were closed, some were open. So that one, like the midtown, the first meeting I went to was a speaker meeting, so there yep. was no discussion. So I heard one message. Right. I didn't. I didn't un- relate to that one message, even though I, I was like gobsmacked at the message. I didn't relate to it. Right. So I wouldn't. Have, I mean, like, okay, well, this is what they talk about here. I. You know, so what was sense. finally the message? And I totally get it because your drinking was sporadic. So mm. you certainly didn't think like I have a I have a compulsion that's that's obvious. Yeah. You had no desire to stop. So therein lies yeah. a conflict with abstinence. What was it that you finally heard that made any that that was was at all something you could identify with? So I think I heard I heard two. I think it was two things. One, I heard a, another person that was like a binge drinker mm-hmm. and that was just a relationship there that oh you don't have to it doesn't have to be these guys that can't don't seem to ever stop drinking right that wasn't my experience and then the second one was hearing about people's change like about what has happened as a result of coming to these places in these rooms right it wasn't necessarily about me connecting to how it was but how it can be mm. right. and so what was attractive was the goal Right, so they they talk about this being a pro a program of attraction. Yeah, so that was the thing that would attract me. And it sounds like it was there for your first meeting. It just wasn't wasn't absorbed. Yeah, because if you, you look you said at it, the guy was yeah. speaking about a totally different guy. Yeah. right. Actually, if I think about it like that, right. I was like, this guy and that guy, do they even know each other? Right, right. Yeah, because like this guy's he's good, you know. And I knew the guy. Like I said, I knew the guy. Respect of the guy. He's, yeah. He's he's good at his craft, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know who this other clown was. And uh, it was kind of <laughs> interesting. I have respect for the actor, yeah. not yeah. this other idiot. Not the Dr. Jekyll guy. Yeah, that guy, yeah. which was me, Yeah, you know, but before walking in the room, right? right. In the previous incident, right? right. Um, so I, I, that's what I would suggest that it was. That it, was, was it, w- it was, there was an opportunity to transform. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, the other thing was, it wasn't just about meetings, right? Because, uh, I mean, you, go, you go to uh, a meeting for an hour a day, you're going right. to get, you may get some input for that hour. I was spending time with my guy and he was talking to me about him and i had no i I'd lived beside him for eight years and i had no idea what he had been going through gotcha no clue uh, that he was he had this growth that he was doing this and he needed this and i had no idea the day i moved in we had a fridge in the basement uh not in the basement in the garage as all good guys would have an f- extra fridge mm-hmm. not in the kitchen in the garage and i asked him if he wanted to drink and he said no uh, I don't drink. And for some reason, I normally, I'm not the guy that keeps asking. I said, uh, y- y- why? Because you don't drink or you don't drink right now? Because <laughs> I was like, this guy's an actor. Why isn't he taking a drink, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he goes, well, actually, no, I don't I don't drink. And I'm in, uh, he must have said something about in, he's, I'm in the program. I never asked him about it. I didn't do anything else except file it in my brain. Eight years later, that, that uh, recollection came and I gave him a text. 
and he said he did a high five <laughs> to in the world and the imaginary person nice. uh, that I had called him. So he had seen it. I hadn't seen it. I didn't realize it, right? And um, yeah, so it was also those times in between the meetings where then I started thinking about, okay, what, what is the consequence? What, what really am I? What has the effect of alcohol been on my life? Is it something that I'm at all being able to control and manage? Because then I mean, then I heard the first step, right? The first step is the one, the first step is the most powerful step in my mind. Yeah. And that's the one that I've always had an issue actually succumbing to, right? And, uh, you know, I've heard. You're not alone, brother. Yes. You're yeah. not alone. Yes. You've got a whole fellowship yeah. of people that would rather burn their house down than, you know, I heard, I heard it really complete w- defeat. I heard it really well today that somebody said somebody after the first drink, yeah. Somebody could put anything in front of me, a million dollars, the dream job, a family, uh, anything. I would push it all aside to get the second, third, fourth, on and on drink. There you go. And like that's like brilliant. Like that's a, that's one of those moments I can just connect with, right? Well said. Yeah. So that so that that was it. So it was the moments in between the meetings and then the meetings, right? I mean, it was obvious. You know, I started, my eyes started opening up and I started to see, well, maybe this is related to alcohol. Hmm. It's not just because of these other random factors in my life. It's also related, it's mostly related to alcohol. Right. Nice. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for coming. Thanks for, for running in here between meetings. Um, yeah, definitely. Thanks for sharing, man. No worries. Emma. What the fuck? Yeah, you've had a couple what the fuck moments. I mean, when you know, I knew you when you came in, and you must have seen AA through the lens of a very, a very dusty, dim, you know, oil-soaked pair of glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah How was that? Be. Tell me about well, it. Well, I loved what he said about uh, it being more about the transformation than it than it was about the deterrent. Because that was completely, even though I was half dead, barely conscious, had very, very few days remaining in active alcoholism, the deterrent factor was not going to do it for me. I still felt the, what the fuck is this? I didn't care how fucking happy these people looked. But how did that manifest? What what, what was it? It manifested as viewing AA as though it was a place of resignation as though how can you guys settle for no alcohol? There is no consequence in the world that is worth settling for a life with no alcohol. And it was exactly, like he said, it was dropped in his mind eight years earlier, and when he was ready, he heard, he remembered. I had to sit there drinking half in and half out because I really was not convinced that there was a better option than the alcohol even though unlike him I was drinking every eight seconds not every eight days but there had to be something that was incentive based and that seed was planted in me years before I got sober and thank god that you know you're still alive to jump through that window of opportunity because like the what the fuck is like what the fuck is going to be better than alcohol Mm -hmm. you better have something pretty fucking incredible you know like Mm -hmm. carolyn says Mm -hmm. you know if this isn't fantastic i'm gonna blow my fucking head off Mm -hmm. i was like yes Mm -hmm. i hear that so this has been lovely creatures that was jay we are at the conference for another day and a half so we will be back with more we're going right through the alphabet we're at jay what's next uh okay Okay. As in coming kilo up, of coming up kilo. Coke. What? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
So, guys, we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. We're just a few members trying to stay sober and maybe help someone else along the way. So we would like to thank the people who put this podcast together. Joshua, Tim, Neo, Drew, and I'm Emma. Original music in this podcast was created by Jeffrey Moon. Jeff, you're the best.